Hey fans, how are you doing today? Well, it's a beautiful day here in Winnipeg. Uh, we're talking hockey here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It's season five, episode thirteen. We're calling this one the Garen, the Billy Garen, the Billy G. Uh, it's co-host Tom here with you. I'm with, uh, as per the usual, uh, lately I guess, uh, guest co-host Jared. And uh, how are you doing today there, sir? Uh, I'm doing okay. I had a bit of a late night last night, and uh, it made uh, the Sunday morning uh, normal routine uh, move a little bit slower. Uh, I was kind of dragging my butt uh, as I wandered the aisles at the old superstore. It wasn't much fun, <laughs> but, uh, you know. That's the way she goes <laughs> sometimes way, on a that's Sunday. That's the way she goes. Yeah. You know, if you're going to uh, play hard, then you've got to just kind of push through the pain the next that's right. day is, <laughs> is the way it goes. So That's right. Yeah. Well, we got a great show for you here today. We're going to talk some Garage League, a uh, little update here. We're going to probably get into some Jets a little later, and we'll see what else we kind of get into as well. But um, right off the top, I, I, I kind of want to just talk some Billy Garen. Um Real quick, like we're expecting a call from co-host Randy, who's on assignment in the Yukon. So uh, any minute now, he's going to be ringing us up. But let's just quickly break down Bill Guerin, who spent 18 years in the NHL, 1,263 games. He finished with 856 points. Pretty much his goals and assists were even 429 career goals, 427 career assists. It's funny that he, you know... um, you say, okay, only 18 years, only 1,200 games. It, it sure feels like he played a lot longer in the NHL than that. Um, you know, he did have uh, another uh, 140 playoff games on top of that. He was one of those um, oh, kind he of... Was, uh, he was a playoff warrior. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Sort of in the back, the, the back nine of his career... He was uh, a popular trade deadline addition uh, for a, for a couple of teams. And... Well, for sure, because he made his rounds in the NHL. You know, he started his career with the New Jersey Devils, uh, drafted fifth overall by the Devils in 1989. He debuted for the Devils in 91-92 at the age of 21. But it was the next season that was his kind of rookie year. Um, and he scored 34 points in 65 games in his rookie year for the Devils. And he was back then, you know what? He was wearing number 12 back then for New Jersey. It wasn't until he ended up in Boston in the year 2000 that he put the number 13 on because he did have a spell in uh, in Edmonton after leaving New Jersey, and he actually wore number 9 for Edmonton. Uh, that was between 97 and 01. And then uh, he was traded that year to Boston in 
2000, 2001. Uh, and so it was, it was, he did win a, a Stanley cup in New Jersey. Um, and then he won one later in his career with, with, Pittsburgh, with Pittsburgh, uh, memorably, yeah. uh, that was Sid's first cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill, Billy G played a big part of that. He um, was the, a veteran presence. Yeah. Did they not also have Mark Recchi on that team? Yeah. They brought back Mark Recchi. Yeah. 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 So they had um, a few vets. Yeah. So he, uh, as you mentioned, you know, he won a couple of cups. He also played for the U.S., the Olympics in 98, 2002, 2006. Uh, one of the things that I did not know about Bill Guerin uh, is that he was the very first player of Hispanic uh, heritage to play in the NHL and to win a cup. So uh, his um, huh. his lineage, he is uh, Irish and Nicaraguan. This is not interesting. I had no idea. I had no idea as well. And uh, it was, you know, like you mentioned, he was traded from the Devils to Edmonton. And it was at the time is a pretty unpopular trade because the player going the other way to New Jersey was Jason Arnott, who was like a major fan favorite in Edmonton. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he uh, he kind of bounced bounced around sort of at the tail end of his career. But uh his uh, 14 years between cups was also the third longest between two wins oh. uh, behind Chris Chelios and his teammate, Mark Recchi. Huh. No way. Yeah. So there That's you interesting. go. Uh, so Chelios would have got one in the 80s with Montreal, like 1986, let's say. Yeah. And, and then, then uh, with the Detroit. The next one was with Detroit. Yeah. In the late 90s, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Recky, uh, Recky won with Pittsburgh in like '91, I guess '92 or something like in, that. So Recky won with the Lemieux Penguins. Yeah, and, and then, then he won with the Cross with the Cros- with the Crosby Penguins. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a fun fact right there. Actually, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Bill Guerin kind of was a suitcase kind of don't unpack the suitcase kind of guy after his stint in. Um, in New Jersey, uh, you know, he did play parts of four seasons in Edmonton, and mm-hmm. then there was three uh, in Dallas, two in Boston, two with the Islanders, two in Pittsburgh in a year each. Well, less than 16 games with uh, San Jose and then 61 games with St. Louis. Um, so, yeah, he kind of bounced around. Like you said, he was a bit of a trade deadline guy, I guess. Um, yep. He must have had... Well, that was kind of pre-salary cap for a lot of that, I would say. Sure. Um, but and I, I think it, you know, it was because he was a he was a proven leader, and he yeah. was uh he was a guy who, uh, he he wore a letter for a lot of those teams that he played on, and yeah, for he's sure, he's the sort of guy who who just was a good locker room presence, and and uh, yeah, helped a lot of those teams uh, to to some good success, and now. He's, yeah, nowadays uh, he's leading the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, our um, our division rivals. He's the GM right. of the Minnesota Wild, has been since 2019. And he uh, was an unpopular fellow a couple of years ago in Minnesota because oh, he, he came in. Did the buyouts and the and trades. And did the buyouts yeah. of uh, uh, Suter and Suter Parise. And Parise. But 
I think that, you know, at the time it was just like, okay, so you're going to sit on this, this dead money for a couple of years. But I think that it's totally turned around their franchise and yeah. uh, has made them like kind of uh, one of the dark horse favorites in the central division. Hopefully. Well, for uh, sure. Last year they had one of their best seasons ever. Yeah. Um, of course, then they had to kind of get rid of uh, Kevin Fiala. And there was some other moves made. Cam Talbot uh, went to Ottawa and so on. But they're sitting in third in the Central Division behind Dallas and behind your hometown Winnipeg Jets, who are currently sitting in first in the in the Central Division. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, the Jets do play tonight, Sunday night. We're recording this on Sunday, by the way. Um, they, they host the Phoenix Coyotes. And uh, oh, wait. The 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 red light is lighting up here. It's co-host Randy's on the line. Let's uh let's jump to that call right now. All right, and now we're joined by Randy up in uh up in the Yukon just outside of Whitehorse. Uh Randy, how's uh how's the weather up there? <laughs> Honestly, the weather is great. I think it's actually the same as Winnipeg right now. Okay. Uh, maybe like minus sig- single digits, maybe with oh, yeah. like a little little colder with the wind chill, but yeah. Um, uh, you guys can see there's no wind. Uh, yeah. It's nice and calm. Um, but yeah, no, here I am. Uh, Echo Lake, just about 20 minutes northwest of Whitehorse. Uh, Going to go for a skate on Echo Lake here in a few minutes. But uh, yesterday, uh, I spent the day at a rink called Hillcrest Community Rink. Um, former, uh, actually, the home of Ron McLean, where I guess apparently he laced up the skates for the first time. And learned to play uh, hockey, so That's a lot of cool. lo- a lot of the locals around there are are uh, proud of their uh, Ron McLean connection. And I guess Ron was up there for Hockey Day in Canada a few few years ago, and t- took his dad back there, and and that sort of thing. So I spent a great day. Um, I won't divulge too much stuff because i want people to uh <laughs> stay tuned for the outdoor hockey club episode that's coming out on february 4th so uh that's right yeah there you go um yeah ron, i i think i remember that hockey day in canada actually with ron mcclain up in the yukon uh former guest dave bedini i believe was up there with him maybe saying a song or two but uh actually um, tom before we move on uh cool little uh cool little connection here the Sadies were here in Whitehorse last night playing. Oh no way! Oh, and nice. I actually, I got, I got invited to go, but I honestly, I was so tired. I missed my connection in Vancouver. I had like six hours to kill at the Vancouver airport. I got into Whitehorse like, af- like around after midnight on Friday. I had like three hours of sleep, and long story short, I had to just uh, pace myself because I'm here for a few more days. But apparently, the Sadies have put on a great show last night here in Whitehorse. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, they, they do they do put on a great show. And that's, you know, there's not a lot of bands that tour up there. Uh, and the Sadies are one band that will go up there for sure. Um, we'll definitely, uh, when we're done talking to you here, we'll uh, we'll throw to a Sadies song. Why not? When in Rome or when in the Yukon, as it were. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, let's, before your phone dies, <laughs> let's get into this Garage League of Hockey game that happened this past Thursday. On the last episode, listeners, you recall Jared and I were hyping it. We were telling all you fans, get down to the rink, 9.45 on Thursday. There, We had one fan. There was one fan in the, in attendance. I, I don't know who it was, but there was somebody there. It, it, it wasn't the Zamboni driver either. 
no, exactly. no. She saw a, she saw a great game for two periods. Yeah, I'm assuming it was the Tim's daughter, the scorekeeper's uh, friend. That's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's uh, let's 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 kick it off with some garage league talk. There was a big four two victory for for Randy and my team, the Tempo Aluminums. Over Jared, your team, the Sweet Tarts Hockey Club, even though you guys had those nice new patches sewn on your sweaters, or some of you did, Jared, I noticed, of, yeah. I noticed maybe you did not have yours sewn on. Uh, um, yeah, my my seamstress is currently on vacation. My, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, my go-to uh, sewing partner, so, yeah. and I don't know how to sew. Um, so... For the listeners, just to give you a little taste of what was it was it was a tight game, close checking, um, four two final. Uh, I think with about five minutes left, it was still two two. And yep. who should break in uh, to the offensive zone? But number forty six, co-host Randy. And what t- Randy run us through what ended up being the game winning goal there. Uh, you know, I felt the feet were moving pretty good all game and I was actually, I had a breakaway earlier in the game. I tried to go five hole and didn't, didn't quite work out, but, uh, I had a step on the defenseman, I believe. I don't know if it's Tim, but uh, I know Eric, uh, Musso was back there. Uh, I had a step on him and then all of a sudden I saw him kind of catch the angle on me. And I, then I cut to the cut to the middle. Once I got into the zone, uh kind of let him go past me and uh i uh you know uh after watching so many sydney crosby youtube videos i went to the back end and uh <laughs> and I, I guess i tickled the twine yeah i i was trailing you on the play um trying to catch up uh but i was way <laughs> way too far uh you know to holler for a pass and i thought oh randy's got this but i i i thought you were going to try to get back to your forehand when you cut to the middle like that because uh you know you're your right-handed shot and so as you cut to the middle you're on your backhand and i thought as a, i'm watching this from a distance or whatever i thought oh yeah he's gonna try and get turned around and go back to the forehand but no you just you went backhand and i think it must have beat him under the glove or under the blocker or something maybe um uh, nice little side. yeah nice little shot there um and yeah, the game-winning goal. Uh, so, we're, Jared, our team is now on a five-game win streak, mm-hmm. and we just put a little distance between you guys two and points. us in the standings. Two so, points, a, a very, very valuable two points with only, I think there's only three games remaining for our respective yeah, so, clubs. So from a, a, a Sweet Tarts uh, perspective, mm. you know, how, how are you guys feeling now that there's a bit of, separation in the standings and and like are you guys uh you know itching to go on a little run of your own or what's going on over at sweet club sweet tarts uh headquarters well it would be nice i mean we are currently zero and two in 2023 we're still on the schneid and have yet to win in the new year uh with only three games remaining um we've got another game against the tempos final game of the year we face Mm. off and that's fixing to be a big one well so i don't quite know about the playoff format but we the team was talking in in the dressing room and if the season were to end today then our squads would presumably be facing off in the playoffs uh so 
you know, uh, I think, you know, we've got some hockey coming up against you guys. If things sort of hold, uh, we finish off, we play each team one more time. We've struggled as most teams in the league have struggled against the granny suites this year, who are far and away the number one team in the standings. And then uh, we've got one more game against the failed skates uh, who are currently languishing in fourth place. So (laughs) it would be just great to, to sort of, get everybody on the same page, get everybody at the rink, have all our players. We were missing uh, three or four guys on Thursday, not to make any excuses, but we were missing three <laughs> or four guys, a couple key players. The the Durand-Durand connection was not in oh, full yeah. effect. Um, and so, yeah, it's just just with the playoffs coming up, it would be good to, to sort of get at least another W or another couple Ws and, and go in to the second season on a good note. Um, Our goaltender, Max, played really, really well. He faces a a lot of shots. Yeah, uh, I think both goalies in that game, they were both pretty outstanding. Uh, We we left Pip uh, hanging out to dry a few times. and (laughs) I heard he told you about it. Was, yeah, I heard he told you about it in the dressing room afterwards. Well, he too. was telling us about the screens. We, I guess, everybody was screening them. My, like, and <laughs> I got singled out for sure. Oh, so nice! Like, Thanks. It's like, oh, big oh, number nineteen in white there in front of me. It's like, well, I just trying to, just trying to help. But well, and see, like that's that my my game at this point in late in my career. I like to position myself in front of the net when we're in the offensive zone. And I just yeah. like to stand kind of on the edge of the blue paint there. And I kept waiting for him to give me a, give me a chop across the back of the legs. <laughs> just, just to let you, let me know that he, he was style. still there. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, my, my phone's going to die here guys, but uh, so I got a, I got a jet, but um, two things quickly. Uh, I can't get uh, yelled at for screening Pip because I rarely enter our own zone. Um, <laughs> uh, and number two, after all of our experience talking hockey with uh, Jared, uh, it's been nice to actually share the ice with you. That yeah, was the yeah. First time ever. And so now, not only are we talking hockey, we're playing hockey. We're playing so. hockey. There you yeah. go, boys. I, I appreciate go. it, Jared, and uh, appreciate you uh, helping helping us out on the show over the last little while with uh, things picking up. But uh, I, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna lace them up, and uh, you know. To do some reps, maybe some backhand reps, and we'll we'll see how she goes. Yeah. Well, awesome. good luck out there, and uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, workation up in the Yukon. And uh, we'll catch you when you're back here. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll fill in uh, the listeners. Oh, well, quickly, actually, before before your phone really does die, just quickly fill in the listeners where they can catch or uh, the the um, outdoor hockey club videos you're making here. Yeah, go go to Outdoor Hockey on Instagram at Outdoor Hockey Club or Outdoor Hockey Club, um, and uh, the series debuts January twenty eighth on on the Outdoor Hockey Club YouTube YouTube dot com slash Outdoor Hockey Club. But I'm down to like two percent. I gotta go. <laughs> and he's <laughs> off. All right, buddy. All right, we'll thanks, take guys. care. Yeah, take care, we'll Randy. Enjoy later. the experience thanks, up there. See ya. All right. See ya. All right. Well, let's listen to Riverview Fog. By the Sadies here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Hello, old 
Riverview Fog by the Sadies here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. And as Jared mentioned off the very top of the show, he's in a bit of a Riverview Fog himself. Uh, you know, that's the way she goes. Um, Jared, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the Winnipeg Jets. Why? I've heard, I've heard well, of them. Be- yeah. <laughs> Why do I want to talk to you about them? Well, the reasons are twofold. One, they're sitting currently on Sunday. Uh, January 15th, they're sitting in first place in the Central Division. Um, And then secondly, um, they are, well, so they're second in the um, Pacific Division, or sorry, the Western Conference behind Vegas, who leads the Pacific Division. Um, And the second thing I want to talk about with the the Jets is, is their upcoming schedule starting tonight against the Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, Some people might call them the Arizona Coyotes. I don't. Uh, I call them the Phoenix Coyotes. But you look at their schedule over the next, I don't know, like two weeks, and it's it's favorable. Um, There's a bit of a chance for the Jets to maybe... uh, Now, we don't want to go getting ahead of ourselves here, but there's a bit of a chance for them to possibly put some points on the board set themselves up nicely in the Western Conference. Um, You got the likes of uh, Montreal, Ottawa, Philadelphia, Nashville, St. Louis. Uh, You know, there's some division rivals in there with Nashville and St. Louis. They do have to play Toronto coming up in Toronto's, uh, well, Toronto's on a two-game losing streak, I think. Um, But, you know, they're one of the top teams in the league. Ottawa's uh, hit or miss. You never know. They can fly, but also they sometimes kind of stink. Philly has actually won a few games in a row now. They're kind of doing not terrible. You know, uh, Tortorella I, said, get rid of those iPads. The iPads on the bench notwithstanding. Yeah. or Yeah, I mean, they've got Philly twice, and uh, they've got a rematch against Buffalo. Who they yeah. just beat? Who they just beat a couple nights? The high ago. flying sabers. The, Four two. I was yeah. a great. That was a really really great game. I mean, that was entertaining. Past, the yeah. third period was a wild one. Um, so, so this past week, they faced off. They were they were on a bit of a a little bit of a run, and then they went to Detroit, and uh, it was a pretty sloppy game against the Red Wings. Ended up seven five. That was the first time that they'd played Detroit this year and then went to Buffalo. First time that they played the Sabres this year as well. And so I think that there's uh, uh, my son, uh, boy genius there, was telling me that there's maybe one or two teams left in the league that the Jets have not faced yet this year. And Can I guess uh, who that would be? Sure. Because I, I don't know, but I'm going to guess. 
Well, um, and, speaks and for great radio. <laughs> one one of them we are playing two times this month. Okay. Well, and, and they Philly, don't like and they and they don't like Apple products yeah. on the bench. Yeah. yeah, Philadelphia. Haven't seen them yet. But the other team we haven't played yet. Uh, is Do, it doing Montreal? real? No, no, doing real well in the Eastern Conference this year, and uh, our uh, uh, the player our New episode, Jersey, yes, Bill Guerin, yes, uh, is <laughs> is the other. I don't, and I, uh, I thought the Rangers. Uh, I was reminded we played them on opening night, and oh yeah. Have we played the Islanders this year? Was the other one that I kind of thought. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, the Isles were in town earlier in the season, were they not? Um, that's a tough one. I I, I can't say for sure. Um, we but ha- we have not played the Islanders. Oh, okay. So so that'll be the last. Add that to the list. The last, uh, the game against the Islanders, we've got two against the Islanders in February. Um, and And that's uh, a short month. Well, I mean, obviously, the February is a short month, but the Jets don't play pretty astute uh, observation. Well, thank you. Uh, it's only 28 days. Um, but no, but I meant schedule wise, they don't have any games between January 30th and February 11th. Um, well, I well, guess that's when the all-star break is. That seems they like were, a really long break. It seems very long. It's um, like, I don't know what I'll do with myself if I can't. <laughs> um, I think that's because they were going to have the World Cup of Hockey. And then they decided uh, yes. that they were didn't want to do that. I So there's I just going to be no hockey for 12, da- for 12 days? It's crazy. What am I going to yeah. the only hockey in that time will be the all-star game, which huh. is, which is hardly hockey. I guess we'll just all have to watch junior hockey or something at that point. Sure. Um, sure. Everybody tune in to the WHL, uh, QMJHL or the OHL, whichever floats your boat the best. Um, uh, the Super Bowl will probably be in that time frame. So there's some sports for, uh, for you guys out there who, who love the sports, but, there will be no Winnipeg Jets hockey to talk about. Um, in the upcoming schedule we, the, that we just mentioned, where where the the Jets are going to see, you know, Phoenix, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, uh, Philly, Buffalo, Nashville, San, uh, St. Louis. Let's let's take our best guess realistically over that one, two, three, four, five, nine. six, seven, eight, nine games. Brings us to the end of January. What do you think the record is going to be after these nine games? Do you think like do you think they'll go seven and two or five and four? Uh, what's your best guess? So and then we'll check in. We'll check in at uh, in February and and we'll see how we did. So I was talking to a friend of mine just coming out of the Christmas break, and he's he lives lives in Edmonton. He's a big uh, Oilers fan. And he was telling me that he didn't think that Winnipeg had the horses and and that the sort of the good start to the season was a bit of mirage. And he said, well, January is going to be a tough slog for you. You got 15 games. That's almost one every other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, you know, at best, I think you 
you can go maybe 500. Well, so through the first six of those games, we are five and one. And yeah, there's seven wins, eight losses in their last eight games. Right. Like, and and so in that remaining seven wins, one loss, what I say? Yeah. The remaining nine. I mean, you got to think if if statistics sort of hold to task, you've got to beat teams like like if you're going to be a legitimate cup contender, you have to beat teams like Arizona and you have to beat teams like Montreal and Ottawa and Philly. I think that the, the sort of the real test to see sort of where they actually sit with the contenders will come against the Toronto's, the Nashville's and the St. Louis's um, and Buffalo. You know, I really, really liked that game against Buffalo the other night. It was, it was Good I mean stuff. that one was particularly the Connor Hellebuck show. Like he, he won that game for them just as sure. much as he lost the game against, against Detroit, Detroit, right? Yeah. But uh, I would say, seeing as we are five and one right now, like if you were to get out of the month of January, going ten and five, eleven and four, even. Like I think I think going anything less than 10 and 5 at this point would probably be a bit of a disappointment because that means that you're losing all of those you're losing to Toronto, you're losing yeah. to Nashville, you're losing to St. Louis and then you're losing to and a team that you Buffalo should beat, right? Whatever, yeah. So, I mean 10 and 5 if you can you know if you can, if you can, if you can do something like that, I mean, it kind of goes a long way. The real bummer uh, with that loss against Detroit, that was the opportunity. If they had won that game, it would have meant that Rick Bonus was coaching the uh, or was getting to coach the Central Division All Stars, which would have oh, been yeah. a cool story. Uh, but because they lost that game, uh, the guy in uh, Dallas Peter DeBoer uh got that assignment. So um yeah, it's, it's too bad because then, you know, of course Winnipeg's rattled off two wins since and and Dallas has has not done as well uh and has lost two. So I don't know. Yeah, It'll be a free trip to Miami out of it or something, but yeah. uh Rick instead, Bonus looks can... like uh the sort of guy who enjoys a good beach day. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you over that big holiday break that they get Rick will fly back to Halifax. He'll get himself some fried pepperoni and, uh, you know, he'll just kick back and uh, maybe go watch a Mooseheads game or two. Um, The Mooseheads, speaking of the uh, QMJHL um, and the CHL, uh, the trade deadline has come and gone in the, in junior hockey and the local Winnipeg ice picked up uh, Zach Ostapchuk of uh, team Canada fame. And, um, the Mooseheads in the queue, they just loaded up as well. Uh, I don't think they got any big like uh, Team Canada type names, but they they they're making moves. And um, so I saw I saw on the Instagram they're so the the Metro Center where they play, where the where the World Juniors were, mm-hmm. holds about eight thousand five hundred, nine thousand, something like that. And the Moose have been. I won't say selling it out, but they've been drawing about 8,500 fans a game lately, which for junior hockey. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, is it so 
obviously you mentioned uh, the ice uh, making moves and the Mooseheads making moves. I can't remember uh, like that sort of like flurry of trade uh, action in the junior leagues with like those gigantic packages. Like Owen Zellweger was traded for like 10 draft picks and two players. And, um, but the, the marquee name Connor Bedard stayed put. Yeah. And apparently it's because they, uh, all have no trade clauses or that they have to, they have to agree. I, I, they have to agree to move because of, um, there's like an obligation for the underage players. They have to go to school as well. Sure. Right. So I, I didn't mean, realize that junior players had no trade clauses, but I, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, one thing I heard about the Bedard situation in Regina, because Regina is not like a great team. They could make the playoffs. They probably will make the playoffs. I, well, I have a he's, feeling... only, he's only gotten 11 points in the last two games. Yeah, I have a feeling like... he'll put the team on his back and drag him into the playoffs. And you know what? Like that, it's, it's huge for a, a team like Regina to have a guy like Bedard for a couple reasons. You know, he brings fans into the building. You know, people, he's appointment viewing. People want to go to to Pat's games to see him play. And the other thing is, too, like, you know, when, when he's called on the draft stage first overall, they'll say, and the Chicago Blackhawks select from the Regina Pats, you know, they'll say the Pats, which is huge for that program, right? You mm-hmm. as like a junior program and a, you know, it's, 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 it's something that goes a long way. And, well, and, um, yeah, they they asked uh, the Pats current GM and former Jets coach John Paddock, uh, who is uh, both coach and GM in Regina, if there was any chance that they were going to move Connor Bedard for a boatload of draft oh, picks, and, they could and, set their team up for. And years. he was like, absolutely not. And John John Paddock during his time with the Winnipeg Jets was was renowned for like the one word answer, and he's just like, nope. Nope, not happening. He was, he's, you know, good coach, horrible quote. What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Opposite of Paul Maurice. Great quote. Uh, questionable coach. I mean, he must be doing something right. He's coached a million games in the NHL or whatever it is. All time so. loss leader. Good for yeah, you, Paul. Yeah. yeah. But he's right up there with wins as well, isn't he? Yeah. I yeah, think you just have sure. to be when you've coached that many games. So um, let us take a little break here. We're going to go to a song. Um, we're going to carry on with our theme of the Yukon, uh, and, uh, this is a song by Yukon Blonde, uh, a band not from the who, Yukon, but yeah, you they're know. not from the Yukon at all. I think they're from Vancouver, but, um, they named themselves after a potato, <laughs> the Yukon Blonde, great potato. Uh, um, it, 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 it is top five potato for me. Yeah. <laughs> but this band, they had. Uh, I don't know that they're still around. They could very well could be. I, but they toured. They toured pretty hard in the, you know, the 2010s, and mm-hmm. uh, I saw them a couple times. And they um, they released an album in 2012 called Tiger Talk. So this song is from that album. Uh, what's the name of the song we're going with here again? I totally Stairway. 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 Yeah. yeah, this was a hit for them. Uh, if a Canadian independent band can have a hit, you know, this was a hit. I don't know. Did it get 
you know, uh, it got rotation on on campus stations like UMFM. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, whether presented- or not it we- broke the commercial rock barrier, I doubt hard it. to say. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, we promoted a few Yukon Blonde shows back in the day. They yeah. used to uh, used to routinely play at uh, the Pyramid Cabaret, or uh, might even played uh, the West End or the Park the Park Theater. But, yeah, it uh, seems yeah, like the kind of venue where they show. would play. I good saw them. Show. I saw them a few times, and I'm trying to remember who I saw them open up for. But it was on 420, ladies and gentlemen, and they, they, um, they all had like leather jackets on, and like they looked. I was like, is, are these guys like the Ramones? But like their music is so not Ramonesy. But like that was the vibe they were really putting out there. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on Talking Hoggy, the Hockey Talking Show. Here is Yukon Blonde. Hoping, I'm hoping that I could be home right now. The feel of the breeze, the smell of the trees under my brow. That was Stairway by Yukon Blonde. Uh, again, not from the Yukon, but going on our theme of the Yukon. Um, we'll we'll play another Yukon uh, themed song to close out the episode in just a little bit here. But before we get to that, we kind of want to talk a little bit about. Uh, I mean, hockey fans, I'm sure you've noticed it. Watching hockey these days, it is impossible to not notice it. We're talking about. Uh, gambling and um, sports betting. It's become all the rage. It's obviously like the number one sponsor of the NHL these days because the only ads you ever see on the boards, on their new digital boards, or the only ads they show during gameplay, you know, and by only, I mean uh, 90% of them. They're for gambling companies, live sports betting, uh you know, your bet 99s, your uh, MGM bet, whatever, your all these online casinos and whatever. It's crazy. So there was those online casinos, but now it's all live sports betting, prop bets and stuff like that. And so this has only been a thing. Uh, the uh, legislation in Canada uh, sort of followed suit with uh certain states and i mean like 
this is not widely available in all 50 states in the U.S. Um, yeah. it, it is still there is a minority of states that do allow this. Um, but legislation in Canada changed in 2021 that, uh, in effect, legalized single event sports betting. And so this is not only are you able to bet on single games, uh, but you're also able to bet live bet on events in those games. So, you know, like, let's say tonight, uh, the Jets and Arizona are playing, um, you could uh, place a, uh, like a, a parlay, uh, first jet yeah. to score is going to be Blake Wheeler. Uh, you, you know, Arizona's only going to get 10 shots through two periods and the jets are going to win by one and a half goals. And if yeah. all three of those things sort of come to fruition, then you hit on all three, which um, amplifies the amount of money that you're going to make. But I guess the, the thing that has kind of drawn the ire and this is happening all over the world, right? With, I mean, obviously hockey is a big thing here in Canada, but in the UK, it's yeah, foot, soccer, foot, football or soccer uh, yeah. in the US, it's NFL, it's NBA. And I guess um, it kind of hit ahead last week when uh, sort of uh, iconic CBC uh, news yeah, the, show, The, the, the Fifth, Fifth State. State, they started digging around in there. Yeah. And 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 wondering why, um, you know, the most iconic hockey player uh, for most Canadians, Wayne Gretzky, he's obviously the guy behind bet 99, which is a partnership with uh, MGM. Uh, yeah. And why are two of the game's brightest young stars, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews all over these commercials? Because yeah. they are current players, active players. Yeah. That playing in games that you're betting on that you know? con conceivably you know, they are affecting the outcomes of these games yeah. and sports betting. Um, it's been, it's been kind of a hot button topic for over a hundred well, years. years. Yeah. Right? I mean, over a hundred years. You go there, back there's to, a couple scandals you can just rattle off. Right? Even if you don't know about sports, you can just be like, Oh, the black Sox scandal. Black Sox oh, scandals? Uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose oh, right? you know, like, yeah, you go down the list. There's, there's some famous ones for sure. And to me, it's only a matter of time until some some more dirt gets uncovered about what's the current climate of bet sports betting is, is you know, it's there's shadiness, you know, there's shadiness. Um, sure. And, you know, like the so the fifth estate, they asked Austin Matthews and he says his re response, I appreciate the question, but after all of that, I don't think I'm going to get into it much, honestly. Um, you know, he uh he just says he's he's proud of his partnership and you know um you know do you have any more hockey related questions i'd like to just keep on that if not uh we'll just move forward you know and um why you know like why is so secretive uh about it you know i don't think he's particularly hiding anything but he doesn't want to talk about it because um it's just it's like extra you know like every star player has endorsements that they um, sure. have, you know, like Matthews probably, I think weren't him and Marner selling iPhones or something. Uh, mustache wax. 
<laughs> exactly, but, right? You, you know, but like the other guy, McDavid, right? Mm. You see see ads for him and uh CCM. You see ads for him with uh BioSteel, which is that uh sort of new age Gatorade thing yeah. that's going on. Um again, like we were we were kind of joking about this because we were talking about it in, in the chat earlier this week. If you're going to pick a couple of pitchmen, like Matthews and McDavid are not exactly like noted great quotes. Like yeah. they're not like, you know, like I could see a guy like, hey, if I want to advertise, uh, you know, I'm picking Nate Schmidt, right? Like right. He's, he's great in front Forget of the like camera. A Paul he, Biz, Bizanet, you yeah. know, Biz, Biz Nasty or whatever. Like right. that guy, he's got no shame. He'll hawk anything. He's uh uh you know a successful media personality. Sure. Um and you know he's he's very outspoken, you know. Right. So yeah, and like it's just it's just so shady to me. You spoke of um sort of all the all the types of betting and all all that kind of stuff that you can do now in game. And there was there, there was uh I, I forget the percentage, but it was like you know, not uh, a guy from uh, the. So, okay, sorry. Uh, let me just get this out. So, a guy from the Canadian Gaming Association or something. He he said, um, "Oh no, he didn't say." That. I'm so sorry. It was a professor in England, and he said, "So many people who watch sports now struggle to get through 90 minutes of watching without placing a bet." And the amount of problem gamblers is just increasing. So what the UK has actually done now is they've banned um, the types of people who can appear in right. sports betting advertisements. So right. you can't have Christian Ronaldo or whatever the big soccer star in England is. He can't, you know, they can't advertise because it's like role models um, to kids. Well, so it's kind of like having flavored cigarettes or whatever to sure. attract new young smokers. You can't do that, right? So, well, and it gets back to this sort of this old uh, adage where athletes being paid millions of dollars to play a game should not be held up as the sort of the 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 pantheon of um, a role model and. Uh, you know, it would be great if if kids out there were idolizing um, doctors and 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 medical professionals working to cure infectious diseases or, you know, human rights advocates or whatever. But unfortunately, you know, uh, sports is something that is relatable to everybody. And that's great. I love sports. You love sports. But I don't uh, you know, like I'm. I would like to think that I'm I'm smart enough to know that um, just because, you know, athlete X tells me I should go out and uh, say bet on games or buy this replenishing liquid or buy this type of cell phone. Right. That is not going to sway me one way or the other. But as studies have shown, um, obviously, uh, it does sway a lot of people. Yeah. Um, According to the Canadian Gaming Association, this betting, uh, this industry is worth right now an estimated $14 billion per year. $14 That's crazy billion. Because, dollars. 
It's crazy because right now the only province where it's legal uh, is Ontario. Is Ontario, right? So, and and there was like 18 internet gaming operators in the spring of 2022. Now there are 67 sports betting operators and online casinos. And in like, you know, less than a year, well, that number has exploded. And it, it, it's kind of like, too, like, so that's all like legal and they can advertise all they want and to whoever they want and that kind of thing. Um, and yet, you know, there's it, it's it's just funny to me how we choose who can advertise in what ways, you know, you don't see alcohol, cigarettes, cannabis, all that stuff. They have harsh um, restrictions on how they can advertise and everything. Uh, and then you get this new gambling sort of thing sweeping the nation. And it's just, you know, like there there's, it's, it's just as a, uh, a much, as much of an addiction as you can be to like substances sure. and stuff. Well, and so, okay, so you mentioned, you know, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, cannabis, and gambling. Um, as somebody who manages a radio station, there is only one of those four products that you mentioned that I can actually legally promote on my radio station because of the way that our licensing works, right? We don't have a commercial radio license. We have a, a community radio license, and so we are... Uh, restricted, not that we would ever, um, you know, say promote big tobacco or, mm. um, or bet 99, but, you know, uh, I would love to promote many of the local, uh, breweries and, and craft beer makers here in Winnipeg. And there, uh, there isn't a lot of wiggle room for us on that. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's, it's kind of strange. And I mean, like, you know, in that fifth estate uh, piece, they spoke to a member of parliament for Windsor West. So Windsor, Ontario, he's right on the border. Uh, yeah. And and one of the things that he was saying is, oh, well, you know, I'm frustrated with the way that sports betting has been implemented. Um, the fact that they're using these brand ambassadors who are active players to speak to a younger demographic is, is hard. But then on the same he he says, well, um, you know, Canada could build a new safer system and benefit from taxing this industry. Right. And so it's just like the government is also saying, hey, we we, <laughs> we want our piece, too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's pretty greasy all around. Um, and let me say, Wayne Gretzky, he's a retired player. He is out there doing his thing he makes yeah. he makes beer which oh, is, not, is not great got... he made the beer is not great stay away from the beer the rye like, uh rye ale yeah well, i was not a fan um <laughs> but he makes he makes wine he makes spirits he's put his name on a ton of products he's a retired player you know what gretz you go do what you do right you gotta you make money i find the commercials to be actually kind of funny because He's pretty wooden. Mc yeah. David is pretty wooden, and yeah. you know the, the Zamboni race. Haha, ha, funny. Okay, everybody knows Zamboni's move slow. Gretzky's not the problem here to me. Um, the fact that they're using active players though is is something that I think needs to be looked at. 
I could think of all sorts of old players who are who are funny, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's get them out there. Um, because the thing is, it's not going away. The betting thing is not going away. It's gonna get a lot bigger. Uh, well, and eventually the other provinces are going to move forward to yeah. get legislation so that we can, so, you know, won't be long till Manitoba has that going on. And then yeah. we'll have Mark Shifley uh, hawking uh, bet sites at us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, MP- while, MP- in the MPI in between periods and, of yeah. the Jets game, he'll be saying, hey, get out your phone and bet <laughs> on me to score a goal or whatever, you know? Exactly. Right. And that's kind of, that's the instant gratification world that we live in and and at the end of the day right all these provinces are going to say see what mp from windsor west is saying it's just like we can be making money on this and so we're going to create legislation like when when this happened in the u.s obviously it started in nevada yeah right and then quickly new york uh new york state uh, also amended New Jersey also amended because of Atlantic city. And then you've seen sort of other States. I listened to a couple What's... of po- podcasts where one of the major pro- promoters of that podcast is uh fan duel, right? Oh, Which yeah. is another type of betting se- site. And they run a disclaimer saying fan duel, and then also give help, lines for people facing gambling right. gamble responsibly right well and and the, the, maybe the numbers for like they rattle off the numbers in like 15 seconds for like nine different states and it's just like well nobody understood what you just yeah. said so yeah um yeah that's it's, it's pretty silly like one of the ads now that they have is um you know they're they're like oh we've got built-in tools to our app to help you gamble responsibly Anywho, uh, well, that's and and I guess the last thing that I will say is, is it any different than the those uh, bad sports select ads that would also run on the Sportsnet broadcast that it was Leah Hextall and that other mm. that other guy the, the, whose delivery uh, was horrible. Yeah, he, yeah, it it, it was so was. forced and so wooden. But yeah. is it really? any different well sports select sensing that this is coming also created some sort of online in-game betting experience right and so Mm. sports select is the one that everybody in canada is familiar with because you know everybody's played a pro line ticket at some point yeah you go to 7-eleven or whatever they have the little (laughs) station there yeah you fill it in with the little pencil you try and run it through the machine it doesn't come back because you didn't fill in the box properly (laughs) it's very very frustrating yes i was gonna say something before we wrap up here isn't the reason that it took a long time for nevada to have pro sports like the football hockey team is it was because because of of the betting or something like that because yeah, of this, then, yeah, yeah. So and then and then the the Golden Knights yeah. and the Raiders and now there's talk of an NBA franchise going there and uh, they are always the one of the first two cities mentioned uh, in terms of like either a baseball team relocating or a new expansion team. So yeah, it's it's not going away, but I think that um, 
the the powers that be that sort of legislate this sort of stuff have to follow England's lead and look at who they're allowing to pitch this. For sure. Um, you know, so maybe some yeah, old coaches, uh, well, get and, some you know, old like, coaches in the mix. Mike the, Keenan, can, what's what's he do? Yeah. <laughs> <Could> yell at <laughs> people. <laughs> Gamble. <laughs> uh, yeah, the UK, I think, is traditionally um, ahead of the curve on certain things in terms of uh, legislating, you know, mm-hmm. um, well, it's stuff like gambling, but like, but then you you know you can also I think you can still smoke in pubs there or something. So or maybe not anymore, but for a long time, like even after we had kind of outlawed uh, outlawed that. But uh, we're all out of time mm-hmm. here on talking hockey, the hockey talking show. So we thank you very much for tuning in. We're gonna go out on another song about or not about the Yukon, uh, but on our theme of the Yukon. It's tangentially connected. Yeah, this is a band called White Horse. And actually, White Horse, as Jared pointed out to me, I was not aware. They're kind of a local Winnipeg band in a way. The it's a it's a duo, Luke mm-hmm. Doucette and um Melissa me McClelland. Melissa, Melissa McClelland. McClelland, husband and wife. Yeah, and, uh, and Luke they, is from Winnipeg. You know, they've they, been based probably in Toronto or wherever. Toronto. Yeah. Um but, but they've set up the, shop here for a year. Yeah, yeah. And so we're going to go out on a song. They just released an album, like just released this album. It came out days ago. Yeah. And we're going to go out on a song called Manitoba Bound because, you know, it all just makes sense, right? So Sure. So thanks for tuning in. Keep your stick on the ice. We'll catch you next time on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. <laughs> to Manitoba, September 1981. My mother found herself some kind of trouble, some unspeakable thing that she had done. Then along comes one tall, dark, and handsome stranger. Miss, it don't matter what you did. Then my brother J.D. appeared that winter. His neck as long as 15 other kids. Now there's a point in which I'm gonna make shit up when the truth starts pouring me to tears. But so far, I just stick to simple facts, cause I ain't had to make shit up in years.